Hey, everybody. Welcome to LettermanRow.com. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. That is Spencer Holbrook. This is Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast, brought to you by Letterman Row and our good friends at Buyers Automotive. If you're looking for an auto, go to Buyers Auto. I just, I'm so glad, Spencer, that football is back and we have more excuses to use jingles on the show. Uh, any opportunity that I get to uh, grace the world with my uh, effervescent singing voice is something I, I grasp. Uh, a hold of as tight as I can. Um, I know. Yeah. And so Spencer, the dead period was, was extended again. We went now from the end of September to January 1st. Uh, so that means from March 11th through at least January 1st, no recruit can take an official visit. No recruit can take an unofficial visit. That means at a place like Ohio State, who is hoping to have all of their players signed in uh, December, that at least three, oh boy, I just had like a Bobby Brady moment. Peter Brady? Peter Brady. When it's time to change. Um, (laughs) At least three, four, three players, Denzel Burke, Travion Henderson, Tyleek Williams, uh, will have to consider signing a letter of intent with Ohio State without ever stepping on campus, despite the fact that they live, one lives 2,000 miles away in Arizona, one lives, you know, and two live in Virginia. Like, if you were a player in this position, what the hell would you do? Uh, I think I've made my point here pretty, pretty clear a couple times through this dead period. I mean, when it comes to the NCAA, they're, they're almost going to have to bend, to, uh, bend the knee. When it comes to this class, uh, I think we're both going through something here. Uh, yeah. But I, I think they're going to have to bend the knee because if you're a player, I, I feel like this is the year where you just sign, you go for a year, it's almost like a year-long official visit, and then you tell the NCAA, if you, if you want out, say, hey, I didn't get to take any of my visits because you didn't let me. So I expect to be immediately eligible the next place I go. And I think that's a pretty easy case that you can win without hiring a guy like Tom Mars, because that's just common sense to let a kid out of, out of his scholarship. You know what I mean? Like it makes a lot of sense. I think you're going to see a lot of that, but I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying it's going to happen at Ohio state. I think you're going to see a lot of that around the country. These kids can't take visits. Um, And I think like a Travion Henderson, he's pretty uh, affirmative in his, in his words on he is going going to stick with Ohio State. And I don't think it's going to be an issue for him because he's going to step on campus and be the starting running back right away, which, you know, I don't think. Potentially. I mean, that's a bold prediction, Spencer. I don't think you'll have any complaints about that. But when it comes to like, you know, just like I said, guys around the country, I feel like it's going to be an interesting year. It's going to be an interesting year in the transfer portal. And I feel like they're going to have to to give some leeway when it comes to letting these kids out of their, out of their scholarships because they just can't take visits. And it's really sad, honestly. Yeah. So, you know, we're heading into that time frame of college football where there's going to be like the uh, free transfer, one free transfer anyway. And it almost makes you wonder if like what King Triton said to Sebastian the crab and the little mermaid, you know, he adds up here. He's like, if you give them an inch, they swim all over. Right. So now we have, uh, everybody getting one free transfer year. Now it's almost like the NCAA is going to have to owe it to their class of 2021 to give them two free transfer years because, you know, they're they're sort of being put into an uh, almost impossible position 
And you saw a lot of reaction, or I saw a lot of reaction from the kids in that class uh, on Wednesday night when it was announced that the dead period was extended. So here we are. I mean, the big question for people about Ohio State is how does this impact the two guys, really, that are um, waiting and waiting and waiting to get another visit in, and that's Abeka Buka, JT Tuomalau, out in Washington. And I've said for a few months now that I think that if this was what was going to occur, so by that I mean no visits at all this year, that it may force Abuka's hand to make a decision sooner than he maybe would have otherwise. So, so like if there was a chance to visit in November, maybe he would keep waiting. But now I just I just don't know if that's going to happen. I'm not saying he's going to make an announcement anytime soon. I don't. He's not talking to anybody. He's not answering the phone or anything. So. Um, I don't know, but talking to people around the Buckeyes program, they kind of think like maybe he'll just decide to make a decision. He'll decide to decide sometime sooner rather than waiting until December or January. There was a point in his recruitment where we thought it was a good thing that he wasn't taking any visits or, or doing anything because that was a good sign for Ohio State. When the recruiting dead period happened, we expected him to come to Ohio State last or, uh, in the spring and in the summer. And we thought that was a bad thing for Ohio State because the longer this played out, the worse it was for Ohio State. I honestly feel like the longer this plays out, the longer he can't visit anywhere, uh, you know, on the university's dime, the longer he can't take any officials. I think it's a good thing for Ohio State. I really do. The more this thing goes, the more the relationship with Brian Hartline wins. And I think that is ultimately what Ohio State uh, is going to be happy with because Brian Hartline worked his tail off to build this relationship early in the recruitment. All the school, other schools got in after that, and uh, he's continued to build it, whether Ibuka could make visits or not. Now that he can't make any visits until January, I just feel like it's, it's going to be a lot easier for Harlan to say, hey, listen, like, we have this relationship. Why, you know, come on home, I guess. Yeah, and there's other variables. And let them play coalition happening. So all these kids that are expecting – to play next spring right now is when they're planning on playing in Washington. But now there's this push to get these kids to play in, in the fall. And if that happens, you could maybe see that impact the book because I don't know if he's just going to be getting restless sitting around uh, waiting to play football while everyone else is. He is not like the type of kid that's generally pushed forward by other people or peer pressured. He's very much his own person, but it is interesting to see. And, what, I, what I've found fascinating um, as this discussion has been happening, Spencer, is that contrary to what I think the belief of most people would be, I don't get the sense that Ohio State is very upset that the dead period's extended anymore. Like, because the Buckeyes got the news they really wanted on Wednesday, which is that the college football season in Columbus is playable, potentially in October. And now if you have open doors for recruits to come visit in their families, that's just more people around your football team that you maybe don't want to risk more people around your football team right now. And so I think that there's actually uh, an underlying level of support for the dead period inside the Buckeyes program because they're like, hey, you know what? We've got a top two class in the country. We've been talking to these same recruits for forever. Um, 
maybe we don't need them on campus to get them to commit at this point. And they'd rather not have people from all over the country flying into campus and risking any sort of disruption to the 2020 season when it gets started. That makes sense. I think, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, they're going to take this as seriously as any school in the big 10. Um, and, you know, if Ohio state doesn't need official visits, then, you know, the big 10 doesn't need official visits. So. Yeah. yeah and there's other players. I mean, we saw Bennett Christian make the trip up to Columbus on his own dime and just walk around the city and get to, to see what it was like. Benji Gosnell, the other 2022 tight end, they're really focusing on for North Carolina has told me he's expecting to do the same thing. Like he's going to come up and just see the city. It's one of the perks, I guess, of living in a city um, where there's actually more to do for these kids and their families, because it's not just come to, you know, a cow patty town in the middle of nowhere. And like, that's all you can see. Um, so you can get an idea, especially for kids like uh, Ben Christian from Atlanta and Gosnell from outside Charlotte, like, these kids will feel pretty comfortable in Columbus because that's sort of what they're used to. Um, I have to ask if you were a recruit and you were, if you were a 17 year old, you were a 17 year old. You know, I'm not. You you know I'm not? That beard gives it away. You were a 17 year old at one point. Uh, if you were 17 and you were a recruit and you came to Columbus and you couldn't do the tour and the coaches meet and greet and stuff like that, what would you do in Columbus? Well, I mean, I'd still check out the campus and that's the thing. And that, that's what I wrote about a little bit last week. Like the, the insanity of the NCAA is that whatever they define as campus in Columbus. So if you've ever been to Columbus, Spencer, you have been, uh, if you're out there watching this or listening to this, if you've been to on Ohio state's campus, you kind of know it bleeds into the city, right? Like there's not like there's a defined line or of a, a, a wall around campus, but if a player and his family arrive into town, they can talk to Ryan Day and they can talk to Kevin Wilson. They can talk to Larry Johnson or whoever else they want to about all the things they should do on campus, right? Now, the minute they cross onto the campus border, you're not allowed to talk to them anymore. Even if you're not in person, you're just not even allowed to talk to them. So you can't call them. You can't be like, oh, I, you guys are checking out the the Woody Hayes the outdoor uh, practice facility go over look at this can't do that unless they walk off of campus again then you can call them and be like hey go back to there and then you can do this it's so stupid uh so what I would do if I was a 17 year old recruit which again I'm not saying I'm not a 17 year old recruit I may very well be and you just don't know but uh, I would check out campus. I would make a, a, a mental notes of how large Ohio State's campus is. But I, 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 one thing I think you miss is the opportunity to realize how tightly packed together all the individual programs are. So like you may think the campus is huge, but you know, if you're in the business, you know, all the business stuff is in one spot. So it does, it's not quite as big. Uh, I would definitely check out the city of Columbus because it's a beautiful city, uh, as opposed, like I said, the, uh, one thing I've always said about Columbus and what advantage Ohio State has over most schools in the country is that it's a college city, not a college town. And you, you can really understand that the impact of Ohio State on, on Columbus, even if you're not 
in Ryan Day's office. So I, yeah, you, know, I, you could do you could do anything in the city. You know, there's the the Scioto Mile downtown. There's you, know, you could go to Kosai. You could you could uh, the Columbus Zoo. The Columbus Zoo is awesome. Dublin's great. Like there's so many great things. You know, Jenny's ice cream. There's there's a bunch. There's a couple of those here in Columbus. Like there's so many things to do here. These recruits, you know, they should come to Columbus. Not not for Ohio State. They should come to Columbus just to check it out. Yeah, so it's one of the best cities in America, and it, it does provide in Ohio State an interesting backdrop and a, a, a unique advantage over other schools right now because, and this is not, I mean, I know we bring them up regularly, and I don't have any sort of weird obsession or tick about a tick about a, a tick a tick a tick about Clemson, uh, but like, if right now would you just fly to Clemson to just hang out? If you can't talk to Dabo Swinney and the, and the staff on campus and you're not allowed inside of any facilities, you're not allowed inside of any of their workout rooms or like if you had to choose between one place to visit right now, would it be Columbus or, or Clemson, South Carolina? I mean, it's not a it's not a knock on Clemson, but even if you're staying in Greensboro or wherever else is close to Clemson, I just I don't know. I don't think that's what I, I wouldn't choose that personally, is it, but is it Spartanburg Isn't that close to Clemson. I don't know. I, I have no idea. It's some Berg. It's either Mecklenburg or Spartanburg or Greensboro Berg. I don't, I'm not, I don't know. Oh, I'm not like a, I'm not oh, a geographer. It's, it's Greenville. Oh, Greenville. Greenville, Greenville, South Carolina. Greenville Berg center. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a geographer. I don't care. Um, you know, but what we're talking about is the fact that, Ohio State's backdrop is definitely different than most schools around the country. And so I think that for players like uh, Emeka Abuka, who if they decide to take family trips around the country again, and, you know, they, they were expected to go to Oklahoma and didn't, you know, Columbus makes a lot of sense just because it's a place where there's a lot to do. And it's not just about, well, let's go stand on campus, take a picture in front of the stadium and then leave. I mean, it's, it's not that. And Ohio State does not leave their stadium gates wide open so recruits and their families can take pictures in front of scoreboards that are turned on for some reason. Because they're energy conscious, Spencer. That's why. Ohio State uh, is green. Yeah, Ohio State is very focused on being green. Um, and, and, uh, and that's, you know, big time. Big news. Big news. Energy conscious. Zero waste. Heads up, fans! Um, <laughs> so, you know, so there are recruits like Abuka and Tristan Lay and uh, JT Tumalo who are like, they're waiting, like, how do we get these guys on campus? And then there's other guys like Zed Mokowski, the recently offered offensive lineman from uh, Indiana and, you know, outside of Louisville actually committed to the Cardinals. Like they're waiting to get him on campus, but they're at this point, they know if he's going to sign anywhere in December, it's, he's not going to be able to get on campus. He did do a virtual tour with the Buckeyes last week. Uh, after the offer, and I, I still feel like there, the interest there from Ohio State is much more real than maybe we want to assume it is. Um, I don't think that they would have offered when they did uh, if they didn't really like him as a player. But you just got to see how the those machinations happen. And again, he's a kid from basically a suburb of Louisville, committed to Louisville. But as I said last week on the show, like he's never been to Louisville either, so. You're not, it's not like you're losing anything. The question is, how long do kids want to wait? The NCAA has to answer these questions. Like, what happens to the early signing period? Does the February signing period get pushed back? Does 
you know, how do you make concessions for division one programs and division two programs? Cause these division two schools, division three schools, they're waiting essentially for division one schools to fill up before they start to really recruit. Like there's all these things that remain unanswered. And I'm, I'm super glad that the Ohio state coaches and families and uh, the big 10 families and coaches and players got some answers on Wednesday about what is happening next for them. But when it comes to the class of 2021, especially, it seems like there's still nothing that's been really answered. It's Louisville, bro. Um, but yeah, I think that it, it makes a lot of sense. Everything you're saying, it, they got answers, but they didn't get answers. Who was they that, answer. Spencer? I don't know. They got answers when it comes to uh, on the football field. They didn't get many, many answers when it comes to recruiting because yeah. an extended dead period just means more questions, fewer answers. You have you yeah. you you don't. It's almost like the NCAA is just like okay, yeah, recruiting is an afterthought right now. Let's just extend it. They, they, there's not. I don't. They could prove me wrong, but I feel like there's not a lot of effort being put into okay, what can we do about this dead period other than extend it? Yeah, and the funny thing is, is in their NCAA's release, they they wrote that you know we acknowledge that there is a greater pushback from coaches and uh, athletes to remove this, but essentially we don't care. So here's the thing, Berm. They're allowing, I mean, they have thousands, thousands of tests to yeah. do every single day, daily tests, rapid tests. You can find out in five, 15, five to 15 minutes if a player is positive. Sure. If you set aside 50 of those. Uh, listen, just, you don't need the to NCAA, convince me. The NCAA could just say, okay, that's part of the expense now for an official visit in this year. You have to take an, a rapid test. If you test positive, you are not allowed in the building. If you test negative, then you do another rapid test just to be sure. Two, you may two negative rap, Two negative rapid tests, and then you're allowed in the facility to be on an official visit. Your parents can't come in, but you can come in. Like, that, that, that shouldn't be difficult. Yeah, that's what Dabo Swinney said. I mean, he actually was talking to the media when this news broke on Wednesday night, so he was able to give some sound bites. And he said, essentially, hey, we have the tests. Every, you know, there's no reason we can have other, all these other people on campus and we shouldn't be able to have recruits. Um, and I get what he's saying. Uh, and I, but I also understand the Ohio State side of it right now, which is, again, I believe they're kind of okay with it because, quite frankly, they're like, what, what are we going to do? And, and if, imagine the salty nature of everyone if a recruit came in and was sick and, and all of a sudden – six Buckeyes test positive, and then you miss two games. I mean, that's all of a sudden a, a major problem. So um, I don't know exactly how it gets remedied. I, there has to be some sort of concession made by the NCAA for the class of 2021, uh, whether it's on the back end here when it comes to transfers, whether it's uh, on the, the signing date or, or whatever, but something has to be done because these kids deserve to have uh, an answer, especially again, so many of them have already had their seasons lost uh, because of COVID or pushback. The Ohio State commit Sam Hart is still like trying to figure out if he's going to play. They keep saying Colorado is now two weeks ago. The governor said that they could have fall sports, but then they're like, oh, not football. And then now they're saying football, but now it's up to the individual school districts. And it's just like a crazy ever never ending stream of, uh, unanswered questions and I feel really bad for these kids follow the science unless it tells you that football is not spreading this virus in which case you doesn't the science doesn't matter no football for you yeah like what if you got home and like 
the NCAA is like, oh, impermissible benefit. You took home bubble wrap from your official visit where you were wrapped up in a bubble. And I mean, like, it's so stupid. Like, what are we going to do? People, I'm telling you, there's, a, there's an element of laziness to this extended dead period. I think there are so many things on the NCAA's plate right now when it comes to na- name, image, and likeness, when it comes to uh, trying to get, you know, fall championships scheduled other than football, when trying to get basketball on the rails, when it felt like it was completely off a couple months ago. There are so many things the NCAA has to deal with. And I know that the recruiting has its own, what, task force or, uh, you know. Committee. A committee. committee and a subcommittee. But, but those committees and subcommittees, me, as newsflash, they mean nothing. So, yeah. But they also have been furloughed. And so then you see this giant gap uh, emerging. And what we've seen is a handful of programs in the last month. Be like, oh, well, let's just do this. And uh, all of a sudden you have 15 five stars on campus at one time and you're wondering how that happened. And, and again, we're just supposed to believe that they're doing that following every single uh, rule when it comes to contact. And that's simply impossible to believe. But hey, good for those teams. They saw, you know, when the, when the cat's away, the mice will play. And I, I, I think that people are understanding right now the NCAA isn't focused on that. And so now you have uh, this opportunity for uh, more tomfoolery and shenanigans. Yeah, my cat never goes away, so the mouse never gets to play. That's BS, Spencer. Anyway, uh, I, we got to wrap this talking stuff. The Ohio State Recruiting Podcast brought to you by Letterman Row and our friends at Byers Automotive. Uh, that's Spencer Holbrook. I'm Jerry Birmingham. Thanks for listening to us. Uh, thanks for enjoying my soft uh, tones, my musical talents. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Spencer really loves the end of our shows because he's like, what in the hell is he going to say this time? Bye, it's everyone. A, it, it's, you never know how you're going to end these shows. And I hope everyone watches to the end. I never know how I'm going to end it. And that's the beauty of, of uh, living inside of my head. Talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Check us out on YouTube. Rate us. Review us. Be nice, okay? It's it's a tough time in the world, and everyone just needs a little bit of TLC. Don't go chasing waterfalls.